episode 15, The Narcissist. I thought I was done speaking solo, but when you have a huge breakdown slash breakthrough and realization about your mother and finally figuring out what it is, it's important to share. I had been for the past month or so helping a friend of mine as she is divorcing a narcissistic husband. Didn't even know he was narcissistic until I really started paying attention to the things that she was saying that I was like, that is not true. He is gaslighting you. So this is what I do. I'm a seeker. So I start reading about gaslighting, narcissism, and getting more and more into it and realized some of these things sounded like my mother. I have been searching for the thing of why my mother treated me terribly in childhood. Yes, unworthiness. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The other day I was looking up stuff and I was like, what is a narcissistic mother? And I was floored. Because there was this whole checklist of all of these things that severe narcissistic personal personality disorder mothers do. And my mother checked everyone but one. I was shocked. (laughs) I thought maybe she had some low IQ issues. I thought, you know, you try to explain why does your mother not treat you like a daughter, like a worthy daughter? It is unnatural for mothers to treat you the way my my mother treated me. So I'm going through the list of what a narcissistic mother is. And these are the things that she was and is. Envious, jealous, undermining, has favoritism between the siblings, children. She will take one of the siblings and pit them against the other. My mother for years pit myself and my older brother against each other. If I brought up an issue that I had with her, she would say things like, even Danny understands. Uh, Narcissistic mothers rationalize abuse. It is lifelong. They contact relatives, in-laws, friends, To broadcast blatant lies. My mother is notorious for sending letters, messages, text messages to people I know to create false stories and lies about me. Still to this day, she's doing that. Still to the day. She, um, the other, recently messaged somebody and just bringing up about how awful of a teenager I was and how I would sneak the car out. 
and but would call her if I needed something. She was would contact my in-laws whenever my husband was in the army and she kicked me out of her house and I went to go live with a friend and I was sleeping on the floor. I would rather slept on the floor. She contacted my in-laws and told them I had a week to get my shit out or she was going to put it on the curb. She went around and told people that I was lying about my brother trying to do oral sex on me when I hadn't even told anybody in the family. Her, um, another characteristic of a narcissistic mother is conditional love. Her love was always conditional, always. Just like, for example, when she sent that group text message to my family members saying, you know, your dad never bought the pretty dresses I bought. Conditional love. Her love has always been conditional. Narcissistic mothers tells people insinuates you're crazy. One of the messages that she recently sent to someone on Facebook was to say that I'm hanging around a bunch of young girls. What is she trying to insinuate? I'm, I'm wild and crazy now that I'm divorced. Little does she know that one of the young girls who's 19 has been helping me with my business, is the smartest, brightest, most creative young lady at 19 years old I've ever met. She helps with my social media stuff and the creative part of my company. My mother creates false lies and stories that aren't even true. Um, narcissistic mothers are selfish. They're self-absorbed. They violate boundaries. Hello. Ex- yes. Defensive. Extremely sensitive to criticism. I remember one time telling my mom, you know, grandfather, papa, your, which was her dad, you know, I said, he told me you're hard to love. And she immediately said, no, he did not. No, he didn't. Gaslighting. Yep, 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 yep. Manipulates emotions to feed off your pain. Sort of the last, I guess you could say, bonding time that my mother and I had is as I've been going through this spiritual shift, you know, over the spring, you know, I was talking to her about how the universe speaks in frequency, vibrations through numbers and, um, you know, talking to her about the powerful number 11, how that's a master spiritual number. She was like, oh my God, I see 11 all the time. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I see it all the time. And then she would randomly text message. Oh, it's 11, 11 again. God, this is crazy. And it was just the most inauthentic thing that I experienced from her. I was like, She's like, it's not even true. It was so, I, I just, there was no connection there. Um, narcissistic mothers um, project a thousand percent the things that she says about me or the things that she feels about deeply inside. Never wrong. No awareness of other people's feelings. Always the victim. And attempts to destroy your relationships. She would tell me things like, my step-grandmother, 
she would say, oh, she's not your real grandmother. After this woman has been so sweet to me for years and years, my whole life. And then I find out later that woman who's not really my grandmother, she was saying, actually had helped her when my older brother was born. And she went into a severe depression where she wouldn't eat. She took care of my brother. So many times she has tried to twist the truth, create lies, gaslighting stories my whole life and still to this day. I, when I found out and figured this out and started putting this whole puzzle together, I cried so hard, it was a guttural from my sacral cry. A sacral cry so deep inside of me. It was like a howling. It was like a loss. Because I work in mental health and I know narcissism very well. There's no cure for it. They never go to counseling. They have zero awareness. There is no cure. And the number one thing really to get rid of a narcissist is absolutely no contact. I have already done that. I haven't spoken to her in months. But I had this almost defeating moment where I know and I knew and it's confirmed she will never change. I can never ever help her and I can never ever save her. Nothing I do will save her. So I saved myself. I've been saving myself, but it was like this loss because you only get one mother. And the mother I was given was horrible, a horrible, horrible person. And as I was going through, like, the things that happened to a survivor of a narcissist, I was like, damn, these are me, were me, working on them. The number one thing was feels no one believes them. You have the hardest time explaining why she's so awful because the shit is so fucking subtle. It is subtle and... It is comes in different ways. With women, narcissism is more difficult to see because they switch into that victim role and people feel so sorry for them. But I've had so many people tell me, like, I just met your mother and I don't know why, but I don't like her because she's a narcissist. She is an emotional vampire. But feeling like no one believes you is so hopeless. It's a hopeless feeling you have when you're a child. And that's why I would have that hero thing where will a hero come rescue me? Um, also, what happens to the survivor of the narcissist? They're over-focused on others' needs. They feel inadequate. Difficulty setting boundaries. Difficulty understanding and receiving kindness. Like, 
we feel like we have to give something back, whether it's toxic or not. We can't just accept. Um, fear of abandonment believes it's always their fault. All the time. If someone doesn't reply to me a text message, I honestly think, oh, they're done with me. I did something. Walking around like that is so... Um, it's not fun for sure. But that's the old me. <laughs> the new me is improving. Um, severe self-criticism. Working to the extreme because there was a positive payoff from childhood. Frustration. Self-sabotage. Low self-esteem. Codependence. Perfectionism. Unhealthy romantic relationships. Feeling alone and broken and very deep sadness. Now that I know this is what it is, I can grieve. I can grieve and then begin to move forward in my healing. I am not defeated. I am not unworthy. I'm a very worthy person. I have a beautiful life. I'm not a broken and I'm not alone. <laughs> I have so many friends I can't keep up with them. I love them. <laughs> but I am not alone and I'm not broken. And I've been able to really now receive kindness and say thank you. The fear of abandonment is much better. I know that I am really good alone. But there's still those little pieces sometimes where you're like, are they going to leave me? <laughs> and I'm now starting to say, that's mommy's programming. <laughs> um, Self-sabotage. Um, I don't really do that anymore. Um, focusing on other people's needs. Over-focusing. Still a little, but definitely getting better. The piece of believing it's always your fault. That part is something I'm still struggling with. How do you know it's not your fault? <laughs> like, what evidence do you have? And then I go, well, Christine, she didn't do it just to you. She did it to your older brother. She did, has done it to everyone it's not just you that she targeted. She targeted everyone and still continues to target people without them even being in her life. So knowing, finally knowing that my mother has severe narcissistic personality disorder, so pathological and so severe that I did the right thing by cutting her out of my life. I did the right thing by setting my boundaries. And I walk forward with it and carry it with me. And I'm starting to detach all of her programming that she has deeply ingrained in me. The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, it sounds like you have rejection sensitivity and that pissed me off because I don't 
feel like I walk around feeling rejected at every corner. And the next morning I was, I mean, I kind of depressed me. <laughs> I was like, am I, and I even asked him, he works in mental health. Am I going to be like this the rest of my life as I'm crying? And he said, I don't know. And that was depressing. I appreciated him being honest because I surround myself with people who are honest and tell me the truth and are authentic. And as I'm saying this right now out loud, I'm pretty proud of myself that I do that. And now I can see why I do that. I surround myself with people who ground me and tell me no and set boundaries with me. As I'm saying this out loud, I just didn't even realize. I'm just now realizing that unconsciously, I was healing myself. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I remember the other day I told my friends, you know, I made a joke with him, like, you know, I'm going to kick you out of my life. And then I said, no, I'm just kidding. I need people who ground me. I need people to tell me no. I need people to set boundaries with me. I would never surround myself with people who told me yes or just agreed with me all the time or agree with my beliefs. If that's what I want to do, then I can just watch a particular news channel and just get on Facebook on a particular group who just agrees with everything I say. But I know that I'm meant to do good things in this world. I am meant to heal myself, which helps others heal. I am meant to shed a light on all this shit we've all gone through, all of our childhood conditioning. Find our voices. Stop living in fear. Come out of the dark and into the light to help this world heal.